as God intended. Let's go. show you who they are believe them first time well i hope you enjoyed last week's adult conversation about the mmr vaccine and of course i'm spelling that with two x's because i'm just about done with this whole nonsense and i hope that you're also hoping that i'll do the same thing and tear these damn covid shots a new one too well if that's what you've been hoping you are in luck folks because that's exactly what we're going to do here today on looking for healing radio we we got something special something special something special just aloha and welcome healers of all ages and especially our growing number of teens and young adults i want to keep singling you out for a couple more weeks because we're just grateful that you're asking some questions, that you're getting in this game, that you're doing everything that you can do to decide, hey, I do want to be a part of this uh, society. I do want to know what's going on. I do want to be able to ask some questions and know what my rights are. Yeah. So welcome, 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 because there's a whole bunch of problems going on in the world. Problems you didn't create, but we want to help you find some natural solutions to those problems. Well, folks, as always, always, I'm going to get my tongue together here. As always, we get into gratitude to start the show. And gratitude today is I'm going to say I am so thankful for every single person who saw through this illusion of lies and deception, this attempted tyranny and said, I am not getting these shots under any circumstances. You can take my license. You can take my job. You can do whatever you want to do to me, but I am not putting your poison into my body and there is nothing you can say or do about it. Way to go, folks. I'm grateful for you. You know, on Looking for Healing Radio, you'll never hear us pushing pharmaceuticals because I'm going to tell you that which injures, especially the cell, instead of helping to restore the cell, can't be considered medicine by anyone who's sane or objective. I mean, it's just one of the most ludicrous ideas that you can have out there. And you know, what you'll hear on this show, though, is a whole lot of natural medicine God intended for us all and always delivered to you with a whole lot of love. And every now and then a little bit of laughter, too. I like to have a little bit of fun. I hope you do, too. When you listen in, there's so much wonder to learn and so many things that we can do. So, you know, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening in today. And as you might know by now, I'm Dr. H, Dr. Henry Ely. And make sure you listen to me and all of my healing homies, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Janet Schmidt, and Dr. Brian Artis, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, and also on these replays that you might find right here on Rumble, too. And you can also check us out via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa and listen in wherever, <laughs> because it's a replay, whenever you may be. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute. Woo-hoo-hoo, baby. 
<laughs> the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people, people who are ready to stop being patients and start being students. Check out our holistic nutrition certification, folks. If you're watching uh, on a replay right now, taking you through the page and you can find out what an e-high nutrition certification can do for you. You can get into a career that's going to make you feel happy, helping a lot of people and making a great living in the process. I mean, what's there to lose, especially if you love nutrition already. I'm also going to tell you to make sure and check out globalhealing.com, another one of our wonderful show sponsors here on Looking for Healing Radio. Uh, and when you go to Global Healing. Uh, dot com and they have uh, there is literally nothing on their catalog that I don't love. I put their products into my body on a regular basis and I'm talking like daily and I'm going to tell you like right now I am totally totally nerding out on their their liposomal vitamin C. Oh my goodness, this vitamin C, this this glycerite that it's in, it's so delicious, it's so tangy and you can feel it working as soon as you hold the bottle, not just when it gets into you, but when you hold the bottle, you can actually feel energy coming off the bottle. And there's another product that you're going to feel some energy coming off the bottle right there. Ultimate Cellular Health, inspired by yours truly and a great collaboration with Dr. Ed Group. We put together a formulation here, folks. If you know anybody that's been diagnosed with cancer and is scared, this needs to be a part of their regimen. I don't care what their regimen is. This needs to be a big part of it because it's going to correct. It's going to help correct a whole bunch of the protein synthesis issues that are going on, leading to the proliferation and the acceleration and the spread of the cancer. So folks, this is a product that you need to have in. And some people have asked, hey, can I take that product? I haven't been diagnosed with cancer, but can I take it anyway as a preventative? Yes, you can. Because that's how we designed it. We designed it to make sure that it's in interfacing with your mitochondria and really maximizing their ability to produce energy. And a body that produces energy is a body where disease cannot exist. Let me say that to you again because it's super important. A body that produces energy is a body where disease cannot exist. Well, folks, you know, we have a really, really great show for you today. I'm I'm super, super excited. We, oh my goodness. We got into it last week about getting prepped for this conversation, you know, this conversation um, that's going to happen, right? We all know it's going to happen, right? At uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner table or, or thereabouts, right? And these places where we're going to be around family. There's this, this is the topic. I mean, all we're seeing now are these damn commercials every five seconds. If you're watching a football game or a basketball game and it's this stupid Travis Kells, I can't stand that guy. First of all, he's a chief, which I can't stand, but he's just this self-promoting, you know, clearly just a clear sellout. You know, I mean, the dude is a straight sellout. Yeah, I said that too. All right. I have a First Amendment right to my opinions and anybody that is shilling for a known organization that has been accused and convicted of criminal fraud. And that's what Pfizer is. I'll show that to you today. They are a sellout. And that's what I'm calling them. Now, this stuff gets me so fired up because they're influencing children. They're influencing parents and they're doing it with propaganda. And we're not 
getting into proper informed consent. Last week, we started talking about how are we going to have these conversations? Because every single Thanksgiving, we lose these conversations. We lose these conversations because we are constantly using the playbook for the art of shaming. And what was that playbook we talked about last week? Be selfish, be right, and be pushy. Be selfish. Make this about your needs and not theirs. People, I believe in freedom. And that means you have the freedom to do stupid things. And that stupid thing would be getting any of these damn shots. If you want to go and get it, hey, I believe in freedom. Go and get it. I'm not getting it. And I am not going to abide by a society that prevents me from accessing things that my tax dollars provide because I don't want to be stupid. You see what I'm saying? So that's that selfishness. You got to get out. Now, I understand when you're a grandparent, that's a different level because I agree with you. When it comes down to the kids, it's like, well, hold on. What does the data say? Hold on. What did the process say? I'm going to show you some stuff today that's going to blow your mind. Then we talk about being right. And this is where we bludgeon people with information, bludgeon them with data. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to pull out your phone. I'm going to ask you to look up some things that I want you to look up. Because see, that's the importance of being informed. You know where the, the questions are. You know where the information is. You know how to help people find it. And then when they read it for themselves, because they've looked it up for themselves, they change their own mind. But if you're sending them something or saying, hey, you better believe what I say. I know more than you. You better believe what I say. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Then what's going to happen is that person's going to reject because nobody likes to know it all. So if a person isn't willing to pull open their phone, if a person isn't willing to look something up in a search engine when they're in a conversation with you, peace. I'm good. I'm, I'm totally good. We're good. You go on and do you. I believe in freedom. You go ahead and do you. That You're going to fall off that cliff pretty soon, but that's all right. You know, maybe you get another time at this, this thing we call life. I don't know. I didn't design it. I'm just happy to be here. Right. But this whole pushiness. Right. And then we get pushy because we get you got to you, you got to do you got to you gotta, no. See, that's the thing about the art of shaming, especially in the health freedom movement. It is not honoring people's right to be free enough to be as stupid as they want to be. Let stupid people do stupid things. Oh, Dr. H, that's me. Dr. H, I can't believe it. You're such a compassionate guy. Yes, I'm super compassionate. I love people. Anybody who's willing to do some work, I'm going to do everything I can to help them. But there are people, and we have to be open about this, there are people who are beyond help. There are people who are hell-bent on their own destruction. Why should I put myself in a risk position of destroying myself to help them? When there's billion-plus people out there who need help and are willing to do the work. I'm going to focus on them. I'm going to focus on those good people who have figured some stuff out. And sadly, through tragedy, I'm going to be compassionate towards them. I'm not going to be compassionate to somebody who's being a jerk towards me, judging me, thinks that they know more than me because they read an article off of CNN or watched something like that. Get in my face. 
right? I'm just not that dude. Because I believe in freedom. I believe in my freedom to not be a part of stuff like that. So what we want to get into today is we want to get into the art of seduction. Because the art of seduction is how you get people into a situation of potential to change their minds. You're not going to change their minds. They are going to change their minds. And how are they going to do that? Because you're going to be excellent in their presence. What does that mean? You're going to show them that, hey, I know this stuff so well, I know how to ask the right question. Which takes you into part two. You're going to be curious. Heaven forbid, maybe be curious and kind. Ask a question. Hey, would you mind pulling out your phone for me? Would you mind opening up your search engine? Would you mind, you know, putting this into your uh, your search engine and, and taking a look? Can you look up the uh, vaccine media and excipient summary for me and, and pull that up? Let's read that. together. Can you read that to me? You see, I'm asking them to do this and I'm asking them to do something when people are programmed to want to accommodate that. Right. So let's work within it. OK. A person who isn't willing to do even that is not willing to make any changes. They're not going to change their own. Their mind is made up on this and they are going to fly. They are going to fly off that cliff with no wings. To be right. OK, well, you go ahead and see how that work out for you. You got a thousand pound late lead weight tied to your ankles and you're going to go try to fly off a cliff without wings. And you're going to think that gravity has magically stopped working for you. Okay. All right, Wiley Coyote, go have some fun with that. Ding, ding. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's been four years. If you haven't figured it out by now, I understand. I understand four weeks into it. But if you haven't figured it out by now, well, you're not going to figure it out. And you're the exact type of person that they're going to prey upon because those are predators out there. You know, <laughs> night is dark and full of terrors out there. You don't know what you're doing. So be excellent. Ask the right questions. Be curious. Maybe be a little bit kind in the process. Can I have your permission to do this? Can you do this for me? Let them figure it out. There is nothing greater that you can do in the process of a person coming to their own realization than helping them figure it out for themselves. Not you telling, well, I told them, I told them, Dr. H, I told them not to do that. I know. Yeah. And that's why it didn't work. Because you told them to do something. You are infringing upon this, their freedom. You're, you are violating the very thing that you say you believe in. Freedom. Okay, well, if you believe in freedom and you don't like anybody telling you what to do, how do you think they're going to react? Have you thought about that? And after you ask the question and you see that light bulb come on for them where they've read the ingredients, they're like, what? Bounce. Be out. Be out. Peace. I'm gone. My work here is done. Because they can't unsee what you have shown them. And that's what's so special about the whole thing. They can't unsee what in their mind they figured out for themselves. How cool is that, right? See, this is that little process we've got to do. We've got to use our phones. For good. How do you do that? Hey, I know you got your phone on you. It's like a third arm now. Can you pull it open for me? Can you go to your search engine? 
Duck, duck, go it, Google it. I don't care what you do. Can you put in vaccine media and excipient summary? Can we look at and have you read to me some of the ingredients on there? Nail polish remover, aborted human fetal cells, human albumin, fetal bovine serum, canine, green monkey kidney cells, aluminum, mercury, red dyes, yellow dyes, sugars, plasdone C, polymers, things that are building blocks for nanotech. Yes, can we look at that together? Can you just read? And then ask them that body slam question at the end. This is what we talked about last week, right? This isn't complex. If I put all that on a spoon, would you swallow it? And then bounce. You ask the key question. You got them to the self-realization. They read it for themselves. They did it themselves. You Now you put it in. If I put that on a spoon, would you swallow it? No? Okay, well, we're done here. <laughs> you have done literally everything you could do now with that situation. And that person can lie to themselves all they want. You know why? Because they have the right to be free to lie to themselves. They have a right to be free to tie a lead weight around their ankles and jump off a cliff. They have the right to do those things. And if they want to do it, I love them. I'm going to give them the freedom to do it. Because just like them, I don't like nobody telling me what to do. I don't know if you do. I'm, I'm not that dude. I figure it out for myself. Right? Bounce. Go enjoy your pumpkin pie. <laughs> Hopefully it's organic. <laughs> All right. Remember to tune in every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for more Looking for Healing Radio with Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Janice Schmidt, and yours truly, too. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can go to our show page, write, type in your questions, stuff like that. We'll get to as many as we can every Friday when we do our Q&A sessions. We love you. Thank you for sending them in. I hope you're enjoying what we're doing right here on education. And I really hope you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving filled with a lot of love, light, laughter, and logic. And I hope you use this skill set because what I'm teaching you right now works. Right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. 
For a limited time, when you add the new Copix RX Throat Spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Copix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. All right, healers, welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. Oh my goodness, we got such a great show for you today. We're going to jump right into it. We're going to tackle informed consent. We're going to tackle informed consent for these damn shots. Um, uh, And I'm going to show you some stuff that I think is going to flip your lid, you know, a little bit. So uh, just hang on for the ride, you know, hang out with me a little bit and, and hopefully you'll be bobbing your head up and down like... This dude really knows what he's talking about. I agree. I agree. <laughs> right? Let's find out, though, uh, together. First thing I want to get into is on informed consent, because this I read this article. It really, really blew my mind in a great, great way. Um, it was a peer-reviewed article, <laughs> surprisingly, on informed consent and the Hippocratic Oath. We were looking up some information about the Hippocratic Oath and whether they actually use it or not anymore. And of course, they don't. They've modified it and modified it so much from the original version of what it was that it has no no resemblance whatsoever to the original Hippocratic Oath. But for some reason, they still call it the Hippocratic Oath, even though it has nothing in there about what Hippocrates was really talking about, which is to first do no harm. Crazy concept for a doctor. I'm going to first do no harm. Well, let's go in and Let's take a look at this. Now, when we look at things, we want to go through a whole bunch of stuff on, you know, what's in the shots and what does the insert say and what's the law around it? And then what's the surveillance reporting? There's a process that I love to take people through when we're doing informed consent. But let's see what the seven tenets of informed consent are for starters. All right. I'm going to go ahead and share screen. If you're watching the video on this, if you are listening in, we will have a link for you, of course, in the show notes. Just uh, we're going to get this information to you. Don't freak out. Don't panic. Right. Just take a breath. <gasps> there we go. All right. And I did it wrong because I breathed. In. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and check in on this <laughs> right now. Some really, really cool stuff. So this uh, comes out of, uh, let's see, what is this? The Physician's Oath Historical Perspectives by Rachel Hajar. Uh, I may not be pronouncing her name correctly. Please forgive me if I'm not. Uh, but the, she did a really good thing on here uh, talking about informed medical consent. I thought she really spelled it out in a way that was um, easy to understand. What is informed medical uh, consent. And she says an informed consent has seven features. Number one, affirming the patient's role in the decision-making process. All right. So the patient has, now that's kind of abstract, right? We'd have to go to the patient bill of rights and I'll go to that by the end. But basically you have a right to refuse any recommended treatment. That's what it comes down to. Number two, describing the clinical issue and suggested treatment. That means before somebody pumps a a damn shot into you. They have to explain to you what's going on with COVID, even though it's all fraudulent data and all fraudulent propaganda and lies. And my team has been working on that with the grand jury work. You can learn more about that by going to beyondthecon.com. We're going to be in court for oral arguments on December 5th. We're super excited about this. We are. I want these bastards bad. You have no idea how bad I want these bastards. They've killed too many children, too many people that I love, too many people that we all love. And a day of reckoning has got to come. All right. So describing the clinical issue, of course, with fraudulent data in this case, 
and suggested treatment. Now notice the word suggested. Okay. Number three, stating alternatives to the suggested treatment. Like, I don't know, vitamin D, like, I don't know, vitamin C, like, I don't know, vitamin A, vitamin E, zinc, you know, so that if you don't get this damn shot, there are alternatives. I don't know, ivermectin. I don't know. There's so many things you can do. It's ridiculous. Cannabis. Uh, there's so many things you can do that God has provided that you do not need this damn shot. But they aren't first in that. They aren't educated in that. So what do you get? You get an uninformed doctor trying to inform a person who doesn't even know in most cases where their liver is, let alone what it does. This is a nightmare situation for informed consent and what it's supposed to be. Number four, stating risks and benefits of the suggested treatment. Well, that's where you get into the vaccine insert. Do they go through the insert before they put the shot in? Well, in 2021 and much of 2022, they couldn't because the vaccine insert for these damn shots was blank. That's right. 12 pages of blank. I can't even believe they actually printed out that many pages it's like, how, why don't you just have like one blank page? Why do you have to have 12 pages that say it's blank? It's ridiculous, right? It's, it's insulting is what it is when you're objective, when you ask questions, when you've done your homework, it gets insulting. Number five, stating related uncertainties. It's all uncertain. Wait till I read to you the FDA's approval letter today and how many things in the approval letter straight up say, we don't know because the clinical trial is still underway and won't be completed until 2024, 2025, 2027. There's no way to say for certain anything about these damn shots, except they don't work and they do kill people. That's the only certainty that you can say about these shots right now. And I can prove that too. Folks, when I say something, I can prove it. Number six, assessing the patient's understanding of the information. How are you going to do that? Do you understand? Are you good? There's none of that with this. There's been none of that with this process. There's only been roll up your sleeve and virtue signal after we try to kill you. Right? Thanks, Travis Kels. Thank you, Travis Kels, for those little stupid, ugly blue stickers that you put on your flabby arms. Thank you, Travis Kels. So glad to see you screw up last night on Monday Night Football. Travis Kels, sellout. There are, these are sellouts, all of them. I'm so tired of us giving these sellouts a free pass and safe harbors to go and make millions and billions of dollars selling products that kill babies. How you feel about this, Dr. H? I'm upset. As a matter of fact, I'm upset. <laughs> and I'm a little upset that more people aren't upset. Because I don't know. I take babies actually being healthy and safe and growing up to pursue their dreams. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness being one of them. I kind of take that seriously. Number seven, eliciting a patient's preference. By the way, y'all remember what patience means, right? A patient is he who endures suffering and misfortune right? Eliciting a patient's preference and thereby consent. Now, this is what gets interesting. Not every detail needs to be discussed, but all details need to, needed for a reasonable person to make a decision must be provided. 
that is a loophole. That's a legal loophole. The minute that you agree to the shot, you, informed consent legally is assumed to have been reached unless what they have told you was fraudulent, which is what we are fighting to prove. So there has been no informed consent because of the fraudulent data. There has been no informed consent to any administration of all of the millions of administrations of these damn poisonous shots, these killers. Not one time have they come close to achieving informed consent because the data that they're based on has all been fraudulent. Those are the seven. So what is it basically saying? It's basically saying that you have the right to say no when you really understand what informed consent is and that nobody can make you do something medically that they want you to do. And that's exactly what they were have done throughout all around the world. It's just been, it's been nauseating to watch really. When you're a doctor of integrity, it's been nauseating to watch. This is not what we're supposed to be about. So we look at the child and adolescent immunization schedule by age. Let's go ahead and scroll down and take a little quick look here. COVID-19 is already on the childhood vaccine schedule from six to 18 months, one dose. And it's saying one or more doses of updated vaccines, meaning there's no limit really on what you, how many times you can puncture a kid's skin to put this poison into it. See, it, it, it feels a little different when I say it for what it actually is, right? Now, 18 months to 18 years, what are they saying for this? One or more doses. So it's kind of abstract. I don't know, one, maybe more, I don't know. They're, you see how ridiculous this is? These shots, these damn shots have already failed clinical trial. If one person dies in a clinical trial, the clinical trial is supposed to stop and go back to the drawing boards, not move forward and certainly not get EUA approval or get added to the childhood vaccine schedule. That's not supposed to happen, but that's what's happened right here. And then they're going to bring out this abstract, oh, one or more, I don't know, Good, as many as you want. Take it like candy. Yeah, oh, my goodness, it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So we go over, because every single damn shot that's on the childhood vaccine schedule is supposed to be on the vaccine media and excipient summary. That's where you get the ingredients in every damn shot. It's supposed to be on that document published by the CDC and the FDA. It's supposed to be on there. If it's on the childhood schedule, it's supposed to be on this document. Let's go take a look at the vaccine media and excipient summary and see if it is. Scrolling down, scrolling down. We got adenovirus and anthrax. We got BCG, cholera, but I don't see no COVID nowhere. A whole bunch of DTAPs, whole bunch of HIBs, whole bunch of HEPs whole bunch of influenzas, whole bunch of stuff. We even got Japanese encephalitis on here, fresh with aluminum hydroxide as its first in formaldehyde and bovine serum albumin and host DNA. So <laughs> no thanks, but nowhere on this document, anywhere on this document, vaccine median excipient summary, do you see the damn COVID shots? So I went and looking around, I opened up my browser and I went to my search engine and I said, hey, let's take a look around. 
And uh, health.com published something right here that said, here's the complete list of ingredients according to Pfizer uh, BioNTech. mRNA, lipids, uh, including PEG, polyethylene glycol, talk about that in a second, potassium chloride, monobasic potassium phosphate, sodium chloride, dibasic sodium phosphate dehydrate, and sucrose. And then they had a reference for this that took us to the overview for the CDC. So we go over to that overview. And sure enough, you see that same information right there. I just want to scroll up for people watching this so you can see, yeah, you go to the overview for COVID-19 vaccines and boom, and then types of the vaccines available, blah, 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 blah. Notice that you say the J&J, Janssen uh, damn shot. The adenoviral vector has expired and is no longer available for use in the United States. You see that as of May 6. You know what's interesting about that? J&J asked to have the adenoviral vector, the their, their damn shot, pulled from the market. Never been done before. So you have to ask yourself why. Well, J&J just happens to work with the DOD a lot. Follow the money. You can always find the answers. What do they say is not in this damn shot? No preservatives. Ooh, thanks. This makes me feel so much safer, CDC. No antibiotics either. Gee whiz, you all are really thinking about my health. No medicines or therapeutics? Well, wait a minute. Hold up. What'd you just say? No medicines or therapeutics? Why am I taking this if there's no medicines or therapeutics in this? They're telling you, point blank, the damn shot is not therapeutic. If it's not therapeutic, then how in the hell is it supposed to stop something from killing you? No tissues, such as aborted fetal cells. Look what they just admitted right there. There is aborted human fetal tissue in some of their damn shots. No food proteins, such as eggs, which people can be highly allergic to, or tree nuts or peanuts, right? No metals such as iron, nickel, cobalt, titanium, because those are the ones everybody's been concerned about. I've always been concerned about iron in these damn shots, please. Everybody's talking about mercury, you know? They also do not have any manufactured products like microelectronics, electrodes, carbon nanotubules, or other nanostructures or nanowire semiconductors. Really? So you're telling me there's no quantum dots in here, or maybe you didn't say there weren't any, and those aren't technically something in here. Okay, got it. And no latex. Ooh, thanks. And you go down and you look at the ingredient list, and what do you see? PEG, polyethylene glycol, right, as one of the lipids. And why do they have those in there? They work together to help mRNA get into the cells. They're helping get mRNA, ushering it into the cell. That's what the lipid nanoparticles do. That's lipid nanoparticles are going to have the polyethylene glycol. Now, what they say on CDC, and they say it all over the place, is there can be no human... Um, genetic infection, that the mRNA cannot reverse transcribe and, and and become a part of the human genome. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You go to the Alden study from Lund University, which is peer-reviewed and has never been able to be refuted. And this dates all the way back to February of 2022. And what did they show? They showed very clearly Let me see if I can. Our results indicate a fast uptake of the BNT162B2, which is the Pfizer shot, into the human liver cell line. The HUH 7.0 is the liver cell line, leading to changes in line one expression and distribution. 
We also show that BNT, 162B2, the Pfizer shot, is reverse transcribed intracellularly into DNA in as fast as six hours upon exposure. So the CDC is saying this can't happen. They're showing the first study that ever looked into it showed that it could happen in six hours. Who do you believe? The CDC, which is a vaccine company getting heavily influenced by Pfizer, or the Alden study that had no financial conflicts of interest in doing this research? You tell me. So we look at PEG. We look at polyethylene glycol. And what is it? It's a chemical compound derived from petroleum that is widely used as a laxative. <laughs> what was it originally used for? Let's go find out. <laughs> polyethylene glycol was originally used. Um, where is it? Uh, it was uh, in the 1950s. It was used as a lubricant for medical equipment and uh, has since been used in antifreezes and as food additives because, you know, in your ice cream, for some reason, they'll add peg if you eat cheap ice cream and as a, ve a vehicle to carry tablets in a dermatological formula. Yeah, in terrible formulas. Well, what's the problem with this? The authors in this study, uh, who is this? We'll go with Ibrahim um, uh, as the lead author. Even though PEG, that's the short name for polyethylene glycol, is thought to be less immunogenic or perhaps even non-immunogenic, which would mean that it would not create an immune dysfunction situation, um, there is a mounting evidence that PEG causes immunogenic responses when conjugated with other materials such as proteins and nanocarriers. Nanobots! Yeah, that very thing they said wasn't in there. Well, maybe the nanobots don't need to be in the damn shots if you're delivering them through the water or through the air or through the food. Maybe if you get them into the body in some other way and then you put this damn shot in with with this, all this horrible stuff, then maybe, right? Then maybe you got uh, a situation where you have different bioweapons now working together to destroy really the organism that, that's hosting the bioweapon, us. Crazy stuff. This is why I spend so much time teaching people how to purify tap water and to structure it to make it actually medicinal. That's why I spend this time. Folks, they're delivering bioweapons in a variety of ways that, that ultimately sync up and work together. And it gives them a layer of plausible deniability that it wasn't the damn shots or it's not the water. It's, yeah, it's not any of these one things in, in most cases. It's actually all of them combined. We'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. 
These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. All right, healers, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We know we have polyethylene glycol, which is a laxative invented for lubricating heavy machines and 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 as to help with antifreeze. Um, we know we have choline in here to help. That's going to help get this mRNA technology to fat cells. And and where is there the most fat around the central nervous system? All right, that's in really around all nerves. So it's going to be have an affinity for nerves. It's going to have an affinity for glands. It's going to have an affinity for liver. This is where the most fat in your body is going to be stored uh, for most people. And they say there's under no circumstances can these lead to a genetic infection, genetic altering of the human chromosome or the microbiome chromosome. They actually don't say that about the microbiome chromosome. And then you go to your first study from the Lund University that shows, uh, it, yeah, it actually does do that and it does it within six hours. So then you ask, well, what else are in these shots? We have the mRNA tech, we have the the uh, li- the lipopoly, lipid nanoparticles, I almost said lipopolysaccharide layers, but lipid nanoparticles, we have um, uh, PEG in those lipid nanoparticles. I mean, we have a whole bunch of crap in there, right? And then you go to the incredible work of Kevin McKernan, and his team, which has been shown definitively pretty much most of 2023, uh, that there's something else in these damn shots. And those are called plasmids, plasmids, which are not supposed to be in any of the shots and they're not listed by the CDC. So now we're entering into fraud. Plasmids are how the uh, mRNA is made, but the plasmids are supposed to be filtered out. And what's only supposed to be remaining is the mRNA to then be put into the lipid nanoparticle. It's pretty complex, but basically it's to simplify it. Plasmids aren't supposed to be there. This is their bioweapon delivery system right here. So I want to make sure you shout, you know, give a shout out to Kevin McKernan and his team because I, I didn't know what a plasmid was until um, really about uh, February of this year, 2023. And then I start dove right in and read easily over a thousand uh, pages on plasmids and what they are and what they do. And it allowed me to simplify so that everybody can understand them. So I'm going to take you through a quick simplification of this. Um, A plasmid is something that is naturally occurring in bacteria, but also can now be genetically altered in a lab. And that's the big concern. There are several features of a plasmid. Number one, it is a ring. So think of it like a hula hoop of DNA, all right, from the bacteria. This is how bacteria share information. It's a natural process until it gets co-opted in a lab where it can be used for more nefarious purposes. Plasmids have an origin of replication, meaning that they can self-replicate and make other more copies of themselves, right? Plasmids also are going to have an antibiotic-resistant region. This is placed in 
therefore, for lab purposes. And this is how they confer um, antibiotic resistance to bacteria. So when you hear that, oh, well, the reason there's so many antibiotic resistant bacteria is because we overprescribed antibiotics, that's BS. The reason there's antibiotic resistance is because people in labs since the 1980s have been making that happen and then releasing those plasmids and those weaponized bacteria into, um, into the world and predominantly through waterways, predominantly into our livestock. And now after 40 years of doing that, you have antibiotic resistance. So that's nonsense that it's over prescription. It's not over prescription. It's by design. Then you have another region and there can be multiple uh, of these on a, on a plasmid, but um, for simple purposes, you have a promoter region. Now, what Kevin McKernan's team talks about a great deal is SV40, which is said to be constitutive, which means that when that it basically means that that promoter is going to promote whatever is in that weaponized payload area on the plasmid. And because it's constitutive is means that it's going to be turned on all the time. So whatever's in that inserted gene region, that, that area on the plasmid where they've put in the code for the mRNA um, strands and stuff like that. The, that's a bioweapons region. Whatever's in there, that uh, promoter is going to make sure, in this case, the SV40 is going to make sure it's constantly being made. So now you take that plasmid and you have it in the lab and it allows them to make a lot of that mRNA to put into the lipid nanoparticles and then try to kill people with the shots. None of those plasmids are supposed to be in the damn shots, but Kevin McKernan's team has found that there is an insanely high amount of plasmids in the shots. And when there's an insanely high amount of plasmids in the shots now, and they have a promoter that's always turned on, and this is what you're seeing in this picture if you're watching the video, is that a weaponized bacteria can then transfer its payload this lab-created plasmid to a otherwise healthy, good bacteria, and doing so through the self-replication of the plasmid cause that good bacteria now to become a weaponized bacteria. And in this case, what is the weapon that's being produced? Spike glycoprotein incessantly. Why? Because the promoter is always turned on. And now what you have is a weaponized microbiome where the majority of spike glycoprotein is being produced in people who got these damn shots. So not only can the Pfizer shot transform genetically infect human genome, it especially can infect bacterial and yeast genomes so that those become constant producers of spike glycoprotein. That's how this works. Yes, we have solved this much of the problem. Now, when you move forward, I always like to point this out. Um, Dow Chemical is the company that makes PEG predominantly. I don't know if it's the ones that make it here, but Dow Chemical is supposedly the one that makes the, the PEG for the shots. Dow Chemical has um, been sued uh, and lost for $3.2 billion uh, due to fraud. Uh, $1 billion due to fraud, $900 million due to fraud, 
Um, so 470 million due to fraud. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? How are these companies still existing when, when that's just a part of their business model? It's a cost of doing business, these lawsuits to them. And when you go forward a little bit, you start looking at, well, what, what really is going to be made? You know, like what, like, does this make sense to you when you look at, you know, in order to preserve these vials with these damn shots, they have to be stored between negative 90 Celsius and negative 60 Celsius. That's, that's negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit to negative 76 Fahrenheit. That doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, it's preservative free. Great. It ha why does it have to be stored at such a cold temperature? Why? And so you go to, to the U.S. Food and Drug, and you look for, you know, can I get the insert on this? And you are able to find Cormirnaty on there. And you look at Cormirnaty, and the thing I like to do is go and look at some key sections on here. The key sections I like to go and look at are contraindications, warnings and precautions, adverse reactions, and then I'd love to go to section 13 on all these inserts, non-clinical toxicology. Let's go take a quick look at them. Contraindications. Let's see contraindications because these are people who are not supposed to get these shots. Do not administer Corminati, which is the Pfizer shots, to individuals with known history of severe allergic reaction to any component of Corminati or to individuals who have severe allergic reaction. Okay, everyone is allergic to plasmids that have been produced in a lab. Everyone is allergic to PEG, which is in the lipid nanoparticle. Everyone's allergic to that. So everyone should be contraindicated for this. Number five, warnings and precautions. Myocarditis and pericarditis, especially in males 12 to 17 years of age. So maybe if you're a male 12 to 17 years of age, you should not be eligible for these shots. People who faint often, they're blaming fainting on the person, not on the damn shot. Altered immunocompetence. Immunocompromised persons, including individuals receiving immunosuppressant therapy for like uh, organ transplants, things like that, may have, a may have a diminished immune response to Corminati. How about they should not get it? Limitation of effectiveness. Corminati may not protect all vaccine recipients. Yeah, no shit. Wait till I show you that one. Then you go through their clinical trials, which are all fraud. And we talk about that over here in a peer-reviewed paper that I led the research team on and published in way back in March of 2021. And we knew that the clinical trials for Pfizer were fraudulent because Pfizer, <laughs> Pfizer removed 3,861 enrolled participants from their final efficacy analysis. Remember that 95% efficacious BS? Yeah, you can get to that number when you pull 3,861 people who it didn't work, some of whom died out of the final analysis. And when they say it's safe, you can't say that when you pull 6,292 enrolled participants out of the final safety analysis. What happened to them? How many of them died, right? This is fraud. You go and keep looking through the package insert and you got to scroll through all this word salad nonsense to get to the post-marketing experience, which is most important. What are they saying? Myocarditis, pericarditis, diarrhea, vomiting, severe allergic reactions, uh, pain in, in the extremity, uh, passing out, dizziness. How many of you have watched somebody just fall suddenly on a video, 
right? There, guess what shot they got. And then you go and look at in specific use in populations, pregnancy, how they brag about, oh, it should be safe. It should be safe. It should be safe. And lactation, don't work about it if you're breastfeeding, should be safe, right? Well, let's go and see if that's true. We go down to section 13, non-clinical toxicology. What does it say? Carcinogenesis, mutagenesis, impairment of fertility. Corminati has not been evaluated for the potential cause in carcinogenicity, genotoxicity, or impairment of male fertility. Yeah, no shit. Because none of these damn shots are ever evaluated for those three that categories. They cannot tell you whether a shot is implicated in cancer, is implicated in other diseases, and is implicated in loss of a um, pregnancy or uh, inability to procreate. They can't because they don't look for it, but they say safe and effective. So we go and look at the U.S. Food and Drug Approval Letter from August 23rd, 2021. You ask the simple question, are you know, we don't, do we have long-term data on this? Do we have anything that would lead me to believe that I can trust that these are safe for putting into my body? Well, they're going to tell you point blank in this supposed approval letter that yes, you can trust it, even though when you look at the ongoing clinical trials, they do not end until 2024, 2024, um, 2025, uh, 2024, 2024, um, 2027, 2024. All right. They approved a product, Corminati, that did not exist. And they approved it, even though there are ongoing clinical trials that do not conclude until 2024 to 2027. And they say it's approved and it's safe and it's effective. All right. Just want to remind you that the Department of Justice brags about Pfizer having to pay $2.3 billion for fraudulent marketing. That means they are liars. And what did I say to begin the show? When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, that's Pfizer. That's Dow. Believe them. So we go over to VAERS and we take a look around the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System and ask a question. Well, how many people got this damn shots from Pfizer have died or had serious issues going on, serious life-threatening issues. And I want to go down and show you the criteria. Pfizer, COVID-19 shots, and we're just looking at events. So take a look at this. Over 23,000 reported deaths in conjunction with the Pfizer shot alone. 26,000 people who got the shots didn't die, but had life-threatening situations. 48,000 permanent disability, 899 birth defects reported so far, over 142,000 people hospitalized after getting damn shots, and over 1 million reports of adverse events. And they want to call these safe and effective. All right, well, you know, if you want to tie a thousand pound weight to your ankle and jump off a cliff, you can. <laughs> I, you can. That's enough data for me to say there is no way under any circumstance I will ever put this damn poison into my body. Not happening. People who got the shot, it prevented them, right, from getting sick, right? Prevented them from going to the hospital, preventing them from dying from COVID, right? Wrong, 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 wrong. Now, they stopped publishing this data in summer of 22. 
you can't find this data anymore. So I collected as much as I could until they they torpedoed it. And what did we find? Breakthrough cases, which is another way to say failure. People who got the damn shots and got COVID anyway. 1.4 million by November of, of 2021. By June of 22, over 11 million confirmed failures. And that was with only 17 states reporting in. Most of the states were not reporting this metric. That's with only 17 out of 50 states in one territory, Washington, D.C., reporting in. 11, almost 12 million failures by June of 22. What do you think that number is now? How many of those people had to be hospitalized? Over 276,000 by June of 22. How many people died from COVID even though they got the damn shot? Over 59,000 by June of 22. And those might be actually miscategorized, according to John Bodwin and his great work, as actual vaccine deaths, if you want to call it a vaccine, which we don't, and not COVID. Fraud, 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 fraud. So I'll just remind everybody that you have rights. You have rights. And I will debate anybody on this. I will debate anybody on any of these shots. Anybody, anywhere in the world, anytime, any place, the only deal that I say is it has to be public. It has to be videotaped and it has to be public. And I don't care who it is. You cannot refute this information. They don't stop infections. People still have to go to the hospitals. People still die after it. And they definitively have been linked to people dying after getting them. So they hurt you and they don't help you. And if you put the ingredients on a spoon, I'm going to ask you, would you swallow it? I don't know how many of you use freedom to go all minus no plus, but that's what a lot of people who are getting these shots do. And why? Because they're afraid. And why are they afraid? Because they don't know their bodies and they don't know how this works. So we want to remind you of the patient bill of rights, that you have the right to make decisions about the care the physician recommends and have those decisions respected. A patient who has decision-making capacity, including guardians for their children, may accept or refuse any recommended medical intervention. And I'm going to show you this thing about the revised Hippocratic Oath. It's no longer the Hippocratic Oath because they revised it, where they say, this is what doctors nowadays take. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for Looking for Healing Radio. Aloha and adios. Adios.